Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Hey everybody, this is Sophie. This is Big Mama. Hey, it's Melanie. It's Big Mama. Um, I guess this is a special-ish podcast because I'm at the beach. Yes, it's a very special beach edition. And um, and it's also not special because I'm on my couch. Right, Like right. I usually am. Well, and um, and really all this means is that I'm talking in a room with, with tile floors. So it may be a little echoey. Okay, okay. Well, it's the sound of summer. Sure it is. Sure it mm-hmm. is. Um <laughs> I will tell you what, and this is, I'll just, I'll just jump right in with this. Okay, what? Yesterday we were on the beach, and I feel like I had to remind myself over and over and over again that it is not my job to police the language of, of, of young people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But not to sound exactly like my mama, but to sound exactly like my mama. I have never heard <laughs> such foul language in my whole life as what I heard yesterday on the beach. Yes. And I yeah. believe I texted you and, and told you about a book idea I had sitting down there. So anyway, I'm mm-hmm. hoping I'm hoping for better better language today. I'm hoping for I don't think the beach environment though in general brings out the best in a lot of people. Well I'm just gonna say it's a lot of um I mean it's that it's where everybody's tattoos are on display and lots of language. People are free, a lot of day drinking well, going that's, on. I think at the that's beach really too. that's really our core issue, I think, is we got a lot of day drinking. We got a lot of mm-hmm. all day drinking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. By the, and, and that's kind of what I told myself yesterday. Normally in those kinds of situations, I would say something like, hey, but I don't really, I don't really feel like it's my job to tie up with somebody who's, who's been drinking all day. So I don't know. I, think, I thought this is why I like the beach better in the spring and the fall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just a little bit more low key. I mean, it was still, and it's, listen, it's still the beach. It's still beautiful. It's still wonderful. It was just, I was just a little bit frustrated yesterday with, with the language. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, um, we don't ever go to the beach usually until August and it seems like it's kind of cleared out by August because by then it's so hot. Nobody wants to be at the beach anymore. <laughs> just the shankles. Just us. Just us. Just so we'll in, And you know, Perry's beach philosophy is we drive all the way down to where no one is. We like the more deserted the beach, the better. Well, and I'm still so fascinated and we have talked about this before. I'm still fa- so fascinated that you get to drive on the beach. Oh, yeah. Everybody drives on the beach here. I mean, now there will be sections where you cannot drive on the beach. But overall, you can pretty much drive up and down the beach. And that's what people park like their cars and stuff on the beach. Well, I know. You've told me that. And I that know. just blows my mind. You know, we can't, we can't even take a dog on the beach here. <laughs> like... You can take your car. So, um, but it does make it convenient because you can, you don't well, have sure. to just, what you can carry. You just drive yeah. down there with all your stuff. Yeah. So, um, but now a lot of people get, you can rent golf carts and people take like golf carts down to the beach. Well, that sounds delightful. Also, there seems to be some construction going on, maybe at the condo across from us. So if somebody hears a jackhammer, just know okay. it's not me. It's just, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't hear anything. I can't hear a word. It's probably because your fancy mic blocks it all out. Maybe so. Maybe it's my fancy microphone. Um, 
Well, I think it's wonderful that you can drive on the beach. That just solves a lot of things. You could just. Well, it's in theory, it's good. And at times it's good, but it does. I mean, because some people, I think, drive way too fast down the beach. Mm, Sometimes mm -hmm. you get a bunch of kids that are, and I mean, it's a road, so you're not driving right by people, but sometimes I don't feel like people are as safe on the beach. And you always pass by somebody who like tried to get like their Buick on the beach and it's stuck (laughs) in a sand dune. (laughs) Always. Yeah. Yeah, so tires not really made for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they didn't really think that through. So that the sand, because once you get on where the road is on the beach, kind of it's just packed sand. But people don't think about sometimes you have to drive over some soft sand to get there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So when you say the road on the beach, I got to go back to that. When you say the road on the beach, is that just like a? It's just sand that's gotten packed yeah. down from people driving on it. Mm-hmm. It's just packed sand. The stuff like so you have like the dunes and then you have like a packed road that's like sand, but it's not an official road of any kind. Okay. And then you've got, you know, then you've got some space and then you've got where you are on the beach. But I mean, I think the fact that you can drive on the beach is why you don't hear a lot of people say, you know, where we're going for vacation to a Texas <laughs> beach. Not, I mean, we do because it's two and a half hours from our house. Uh-huh. But like, that's why like people go to 30A and people go to Seaside and people go to Destin. And you don't hear a lot of people when they're really wanting to brag, say, we go to Port Aransas, you know, I it's, it doesn't lend itself to, you know, it's not as picturesque, let's say, as a Florida beach. Well, you know, I love the Florida beaches, but you know, I can't do 30A because it's little Birmingham. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a lot of, well, and I feel like now even, I mean, even from here, I feel like Everybody from around here ends up there. I mean, like, drives. And I just, I mean, I love a pretty beach. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to drive 14 hours to go to one. That's a ways. That's Mm -hmm. a ways. And Mm -hmm. I love, listen, and I love, you know, I love Birmingham. There's nothing against Birmingham. I just, I feel like I have to put my makeup on and that kind of stuff. I just, it it doesn't feel like I'm really getting away as much as Mm -hmm. I'm relocating with the same people. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, if it were closer, I mean, we would obviously, but I mean, for us, and the thing is, is the way Perry and Caroline like to do the beach. For me, I like to like sit and hear the, you know, the ocean and all that stuff. I'll build an occasional sandcastle, but I'm not really, my days of getting in the water are really done. Mm -hmm. And so I like to just sit there. Well, they like to bring their poles. They like to catch fish and sharks and cut up fish and throw them out there and catch crabs and do the whole thing. And you know, Florida doesn't really lend itself to that either. Right. Yes, you make so, an excellent point. Yeah. So really, it just it works out better for us this way. So what else are y'all doing this summer? You know, this is really our, like, in terms of just stuff, um, we are not doing that much in the whole scheme of things. Caroline's got soccer all summer, which we've never had before. So that kind of changes things. Um so we've got that. And then, you know, we were in Nashville last week. So mm-hmm. that was like a little mini vacation. And then um, Gully and I are doing the road trip with the kids. Yes, somebody asked a question about that. Okay, so we're doing the road trip. And we honestly still have not, we laughed because we don't really have a lot of time because Jackson, her oldest, is going into high school and between Caroline's soccer schedule. It's just the kids are so much busier this summer than they've been in the past. And so um, we just didn't have a good block of time. And um, so we had kind of just said, you know what, we're just going to go to College Station and stay with her mom and just do a low key. And like we basically told the kids that and they like booed us. They said that was the lamest thing mm-hmm. they've ever heard. Mm-hmm. So I had suggested that we go to like Big Bend and like Marfa and do the lights. But Gully said she can't be in the car with her boys for six hours. So that's <laughs> so we're not doing that. 
And so, um, so, well, and it was funny because it was over. I had said that kind of during spring break. And then at spring break, we drove like two hours to College Station. And she was like, do you really want to be in the car with these people for six hours? And I was like, no, I really don't. So, um, so we're kind of debating. I think that now we're back around to maybe we may just go like float the river in New Braunfels because we've never done that before, which is super fun. But we've never done that because our kids are kind of just now old enough where we feel good about that situation. Right, right. Um, so we may go do that. And then we were talking about there's a resort in Austin that we may go stay at for a night. I don't know. We still haven't totally formulated a plan. I mean, you think about it, you got how many road trips left? Five? Yeah. I mean, not, not, not many. Yeah. I mean, Isn't really crazy. I know it's crazy. I mean, it's crazy. Cause you think the summer after Jackson's senior year, you know, most people going into college aren't like, you know what I'd really like to do? travel <laughs> with my mom and her best friend. <laughs> He might, though. You never know. Well, you know, it's funny because we were at the pool with them the other day and we were sitting there asking them. We were like, well, what do y'all want to do? And I mean, and they get, you know, they're all teenagery. Uh You know, you've got Jackson, who's 14. You have Caroline, who's almost 13. You have Will, who's 12. And so you're sitting there 11. And so we're sitting there and we're like, what do y'all want to do? And they're all doing that. Like, I don't care. You know, whatever. I don't care. And so we're like, well, how about do we want to go to like the Flying L Ranch? And I'm like, I don't care. And so we're kind of like, what? Well, what if we leave y'all at home or whatever? But then later that night, Gully texted me and she said, look, she said, my brothers act like they don't care. But they had printed out like a map of Texas and they had written notes of like different cities and like things we could do. Bless and I was like, see, they do care, but they all act like I don't care. Oh, no. And then they get, mm-hmm. and then they get kind of testy with each other, like, uh, like Jackson said, well, we could go to Dallas and go to a Rangers game. And uh, and Caroline goes, well, I don't really want to go to a pro baseball game. Like, that doesn't really interest me. And then Will goes, well, Caroline, maybe we don't want to go to a professional soccer game. And she was like, oh, I didn't ask you to go to a professional soccer game. And then that, then that goes back to why we don't want to be in the car with him for six hours. Right. So many opinions. It's so many opinions. Uh-huh. Yeah. So anyway, all that to say, we are doing the road trip sometime in July. We don't know where, but we're going to come up with a plan. Okay. So that's it. But what are y'all, what else are y'all doing? You know, I've got a little, let's see. I mean, nothing. I mean, nothing. David's going on a little trip um, with a couple of guys. But okay. I, um, with my brother-in-law and then his, his best friend, Todd, is going to meet them. Oh, fun. Um. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, I've got a little, and I've got a little girls trip in a couple of weeks to New yes. York. Yes. Which is very yes. exciting. To see Hamilton, which I just noticed that the original cast is going to be done like by mid July. So you're getting there just in time. In the nick of time. In the yep. nick of time. Yep. And really we got tickets in the nick because we got tickets before they went just like crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like really probably the, the week before they just went crazy. Wow. And so, um, anyway, so yeah, going to see that, which I'm real excited about. And then, and I now have two friends, which this won't mean, I mean, I know, I know this is a, a specific form of nerdery, but I have two <laughs> friends from Birmingham who have been, who have gone and met different cast members outside the theater and have sent me pictures. And I thought, you know, I mean, uh, we're just, is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, we're committed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Y'all are all in. You're all three in. three friends. I have three friends. Wow. I know. And that's something. So Anyway, so we're going to, I'm going to do that. And then I really like, I, I'm real excited to just sort of see where July takes us. Mm-hmm. 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 
Yeah, I get that. I get that. I mean, I really, I have to say this year, I was like, I, I'm kind of glad we don't have any more this summer than what we have. You know, like I just, we needed the downtime a little bit. Yeah, we did big time. And Alex has lacrosse through the middle of July. And then at the end of July, he'll start football. So we're kind of at that. We're a little bit at the mm-hmm. mercy of sports too, in terms of being able to be gone for a long time. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of, that's us. So, well, and you know, as we know, Mabel and Piper don't really do well in extended care situations <laughs> either. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's not their favorite. It's not their favorite. No, hey, no. Hazel's been with us at the beach this week. And um, I'm going to tell you that Hazel loves the beach. She is just okay. as happy. And here's what I think it is. Like we were really trying to figure this out last night. Why she's so she's so content here. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because we're in we're in the this condo that my brother in law and sister in law's condo. And so we're in a smaller space than our normal house. And I yes. think it's because she can keep her eyes on everybody all at the same time. Yep. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, I think mm-hmm. she feels very, like, it's the, the the rooms are smaller. I think she feels very secure here. She mm-hmm. loves the balcony. So, it's actually a good, I don't know, it's kind of, it's really nice to, okay for her to be content. Nobody's going off the grid while she's, while she's on the case. It's too easy for her to see where everybody yeah, is. she can see where everybody mm-hmm. is. And she's, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. So, if I go sit outside to read, she's so happy to go sit outside with me and, I don't know. It's she's delightful at the beach, so okay. maybe maybe we need to move here. She's her best self. Okay, Hazel is her best self at the beach. She really is. She is her you, her very best self. Now, do y'all ever take her down to the actual beach? No, because you can't. You can't take dogs on the beach. Oh, that's right. You can't take dogs on the beach. See, that's so weird to me because uh-huh. see, there again, we have dogs and cars all over. <laughs> our... So there's a there's a public beach that has a part not far from here that has a part where you can take dogs. Mm-hmm. And I do think she would love it if she weren't just terrified. Like I, I mm-hmm. think it could go one of two ways. Like she would, but, um, but maybe we need to do that to see how she responds to it. Okay. Yeah. See, cause we had debated this year, taking our girls to the beach because we could get a condo that allows dogs. So right. we were like, well, we could take them. But the problem is, is there so you can't just let ours just go on the beach, you know? Mm-hmm. So it would be like a constant, like monitoring situation. And then if you leave them in the condo, we can't really leave them in somebody's condo while we go sure. down to the beach. Yeah. Unless we put them in their kennels, and then there's a chance they're going to bark the whole time. And so we just felt like, you know what, I just don't think that's going to work. So, well, we did bring uh, we bring Hazel's kennel. Like if so, if we go out to dinner, we put her in that. But she feels safe in that. Like so, mm-hmm. she she does not bark. Um, if you know, if, like if we leave, if she's in mm-hmm. there, she does not bark. So that's nice yeah. to have that option. Yeah. Well, and ours might have been okay. I don't know. We just couldn't decide. We kind of went back and forth. And then finally, we were like, you know what? I just don't think that's going to work. I think that's going to make it real complicated. And there's a point where it's not relaxing. Like if y'all are on the beach and you've got them with you, there's a point where you're just exhausted trying to keep mm-hmm. up with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Because when you let them go, they I mean, they just take off running. So you've got to really monitor that situation. Um, this is what our lives have come to, really. I know. I know. How do we accommodate our pets during our vacations? I know. I know. I'm still really wishing I could find somebody who'd come and house sit, but I just don't know. I don't know who that is. So I think you could find somebody. Is there nobody in y'all's church who would do it? Well, there might be. I just think it goes into that they don't really like a lot of people. So we've got to be real. You know, it's got to kind of be somebody that they know, you know. So I don't know. So (laughs) listen. 
They're, we couldn't just get normal dogs. Yeah. We had to get the most high maintenance. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Neurotic, mm-hmm. yep, dogs ever. So, so anyway, so that's that. Um, now, yes. what, I was going to ask you something else. Now, any good music you're listening to this summer? Oh, that's an excellent question. Um, you know what? Of course, I'm still listening to the Hamil- Hamilton soundtrack a lot. I'm real sorry. Of course you are. Yes. I know. I just feel like I can't lose my, my momentum with it before I see it. I get that. I get that. But I'm kind of curious, is it, like, if I see it, am I going to just, am I going to be like, okay, I'm done. Thank you. That is over. I doubt it. Um, I don't know what I'm listening to. I have not paid a lot of attention. Like, normally, I feel like I've got a pretty good beat on pop music in the, mm-hmm. in the summertime. Mm-hmm. But I went through a spell in the spring where I felt like every song was about somebody's booty. Yeah. Or we were singing about people's booties or we were, I felt like I just kept saying, this song is not honoring to women. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot mm-hmm. of hookups in songs. Yeah. And so, um, so I'm not real dialed into anything. So I'm not, I feel like, but you know what? I've, okay. I've, I feel like instead of, of listening to a lot of stuff because I listen to so much when I write now that that's kind of over, I feel like I've been reading. So mm-hmm. I, haven't, mm-hmm. I haven't maybe heard as much music. Okay. So what are you reading? Um, let's see. I just finished um, that Kurt, Curtis Sittenfield book, that prep book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How was that? You know what? I never really could figure out what it was about. Okay. And I mean that in all love. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it was probably, I, like, I think, I think it was a coming of age story. Like, I think it was, I think I have reached a point in my life where I don't have patience for a coming of age story as long as that one, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Like it was really, it was like, at one point I thought, I bet we're almost done. And I was like 50% finished with it. So, um, you know, that is what it is. And then I just started eligible this morning. Okay. Okay. Now I really liked eligible. I thought it was cute. So, uh, which is another one of her books. And so Mm -hmm. I just think because I liked The American Wife so much, Mm -hmm. I really had high hopes for prep. I did not find, you know how I am? I have to like a character. Yes. And I, and I felt like this, the main character in prep was hard to like. Okay. So, and she was very aware of the fact that she was unlikable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That was kind of the whole yeah. thing was her making peace with herself and da 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 da. But like, hey, guess what? <laughs> you're I not, still don't you're like not, you. You're not super fun to read about, sister. Because yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you're annoying. That's that's what I feel like. Eligible has going for it is I feel like the main character is very likable. Yeah, I'm all for a charming main character. I would like mm-hmm. somebody who is just a delight to spend time with. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I get that. I get that. I know. I read, you know, it was funny because I have been on, you know, I get on a reading binge in the summer. But I read, well, I read Nightingale, which, you know, was about the Holocaust. And it was very beautifully written, but it was very sad. Sure. And then, um, what did I, I can't remember. I've read so many that I've already lost track. But I'm going to tell you that most recently what I finished was I read Carly Simon's memoir. Yes, I knew you had started that. The Boys in Trees. Yes. And I got so depressed about she and James Taylor's marriage. Mm. I just, because you can tell like somewhere they loved each other, but they were so troubled. It was kind of, you know what I felt like? I felt like when I ended it, I was like, well, this was more than I wanted to know. Oh. 
You know what I mean? Like it really kind of depressed me. Like, and in fact, I texted Gully after and I said, I need to read something funny. Like I need something, like I can't even read another, like I just need something pure. And so like I've got down bossy pants and I started reading it for the 175th time because I was like, I need to cleanse my palate and I just need something funny. Like I just, I couldn't, and it's not that it wasn't, it was fascinating. I mean, her story, but it just, it was so sad to me. Oh, and I'm going to say the 70s were rife with a lot of drug use. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of drugs. Lots of drugs. Lots of yes. drugs. But I will say the thing about her memoir that I found was fascinating is because I do read a lot, and you're probably the same way. It's pretty rare to me that I have to, like, regularly look up what words mean as I read. Oh, but wow. Her vocabulary is so incredible. Like, you can tell that she is very intelligent because I can't tell you how many words I had to look up. Oh, Wow. As I read it. Yeah. I I know. Propinquity. Do you know what that is? What? Propinquity. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. Propensity? No. It's when your propinquity is when you've been in very close relationship with someone or you're very close in relation to them. I don't even know how to use it in a sentence. (laughs) Well, I've never heard of that word in my life. No. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So, um, but anyway, it was, it was. It, I enjoyed the part more about her childhood, I think, than when it got into she and James Taylor. Okay, that's interesting, because I would have thought the part about James Taylor would have probably been the most interesting of all, because the, they're the first sort of celebrity couple I remember mm-hmm. ever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, because that was kind of our childhood, because yeah. they divorced in 1981. And so, and now I've gone back and watched them on countless, I mean, I did, it sucked me in to go back to remember, but now that you see kind of how troubled that whole thing was the whole time, it was like, oh, that makes me sad. Mm. So. Okay, so that, that, that's kind of how I felt with Prep, I think, a little bit. It's because she was so miserable. And I'm not, like, I love a, I guess I want a little redemption. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like, yes, yes. I want a little redemption. And so um, she was so troubled, too. I was the same. It made me, I was a little sad. I was like, well, I just, I would, I just feel like I need to give you a pep talk fake person mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. like, yeah I don't know. yeah it's weird yeah yeah that's kind of and that's I think that was it is that Carly Simons like it started with her childhood and it went extensively into her James Taylor years and it talked about all that but then it kind of ended with when they got divorced and then she kind of went on to talk a little bit about you know but it didn't really talk about her now or her life now as much and so I was like it just feels like in a way, she feels like her life kind of ended in that time period or something. Or she's going to write a sequel. Like, well, maybe so. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's going to write another one about where she is now. So, But it made me go look up her kids. I was so curious about her kids, Sally and Ben. So I got on this whole Carly. So I've been there. I've been... So all that to say, so what I've been listening to has been 70s light rock is what I've been listening to. Not this a summer. bad thing. I will say no. when I went to Nashville last week, and I can't... Yeah, it was last week. That feels like forever ago, doesn't it? Yeah, um, it does. I was just thinking it's hard to believe that was just a week ago. But I listened to The Collection by Amy Grant, which pretty much the whole way oh, up there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's a good one. That's so I think a, I'm, I'm in a, I am in a little bit of a nostalgic place with regular old music. Like, I don't, I don't know, whatever's on the radio right now, I feel like it's not, I, I, I don't relate to it. There's a, I, here's what I feel like it's on the radio right now. There's a lot of, it's like everybody heard, um, that Justin Bieber song, that first one. Um, oh, shoot. What was it? Love Yourself. No, the, the, her, so, Sorry. 
Like oh, yeah. heard sorry and that, that weird synthesizer thing. And mm-hmm. now everybody's doing that. It's like when we had yeah. all the, the woo-woos a few seconds yes. ago. And yes. everybody was, was singing the woo-woos. Yeah. Gotcha. So, I don't okay. know. Not into it. Yeah. So The Collection by Amy Grant. That's what, I, that's what I've been listening to. That's a good one. I like it. I like it. So, yeah, sometimes you just need, well, and Lee, you've just come off of a book release too, which I feel like there's never a time I need to kind of turn my brain down a little bit than after releasing a book. Yes. Turning the brain down is very helpful. I, I got a text this morning from a friend of ours who has a book coming out um, mm-hmm. and, it, it, and it was so sweet and funny, but it was about a, a book that she has coming out. And I thought, you know, it's a wonder any of us really are able to sit down and write the words and see it through to completion because we're all just neurotic. Yeah, we're all just as mm-hmm. as nervous as we can be about the whole thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, there's really nothing like just it. Just you're totally just putting yourself out there, and it's so vulnerable and scary and and all that. It just it just feels it just feels like a whole thing, you know. Which is why I feel like when I read a book, like when I like this one, even though it was fiction, where it didn't really resonate with me I want mm-hmm. so badly to find something in it I like because I think well somebody laid her whole heart and soul out with this thing yes you know yes. what I mean exactly exactly yes you don't want to yeah that's I would never here's the difference I would never go on now and leave an author a bad review mm-hmm. because I'm like I'm like here's the thing I may have not cared for it but I'm like somebody somewhere enjoyed this book yeah and it, yeah and it there's, yeah, it's tough for it to not feel personal when somebody mm-hmm. does. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, when you've spent all that time on it. So, um, now, do you have any book signings or anything coming up? What I, are you doing for Giddy Up, Eunice? Do you have anything? I don't have one thing. Okay, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, 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 part of that is, I mean, I'm speaking in deep below next week. But okay. I, um, no, I don't have any book signings. And it was just, it was more, you know, I, I think probably when we would have been like scheduling a lot of that stuff. I broke this foot. Yes. And so, no, I don't have anything scheduled. That's not to say that I won't, but I just, no, I don't. But thank you for asking. Okay. Okay. All right. So basically y'all, if you want a book signed by Sophie, um, maybe just, I don't know, show up maybe at a Starbucks in Birmingham and hope maybe she's there. Maybe you'll catch her on the right day. I'll probably do something in Birmingham. I, I, yeah. I, I'm going to try to iron that out when I get back home because I do want to do something in Birmingham. But, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. No, I don't. And, and we, my sister and I talked about doing something in Nashville, too. Not really a book signing as much as like mm-hmm. a get-together kind of thing. Oh, that would be good. Yeah, that would be good. That would be good. So, now, when is our webcast going to be ready? Oh, the thing that we that we did in Nashville? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They actually decided to split it up into five parts or four oh. parts. Okay. So to back up, so what Melanie's talking about is when oh, we yes, were in sorry. Nashville, we filmed, like I talked to, I talked to my sister and her friend Connie, I talked to Esther Burroughs, I talked to Kelly Minter, and I talked to Melanie and Caroline, and we were talking about sort of some of the ideas and themes from the book. So they were going to do it one big, huge thing, but I think, um, I don't know, a couple of days after they were like, why don't we you know, like do it in four smaller segments. That way you kind of spread it out and people have a little bit of time to digest whatever they hear. And so the first one comes out this Sunday night. And okay. Then, and then they'll come out on Sunday nights after like. Oh, okay. I love that. That's four, a great four idea. Sunday nights in a row. Okay. So okay. I think the first one is the Kelly one is going to come out Sunday night of me talking okay. to Kelly. And I will tell you this, like, and you know this, 
to do that, like, I, I love doing it because I love talking to people, but, like, I could live the rest of my life without watching myself talk. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Or having to see my hair on camera mm-hmm. or, or having to be on camera. Like, that is not my, mm-hmm. that's not necessarily thing. my thing. Yeah. Um, but it was fun. I mean, I loved getting to talk to everybody. And so, mm-hmm. you know, well, it was a fun group. 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 So y'all are like, in the book, in case y'all don't know, because Sophie's not going to say, it's Giddy Up Eunice. That's her newest book. And it just came out like a week ago. Yes, it came out a week ago. So it's, And it's so good. So if you're looking for something, speaking of something, if you want to read something this summer that's not about the Holocaust or that isn't about James Taylor and Carly Simon, I would highly recommend that. That's a good, it's a feel good, it's a feel good book. It'll make you, it'll build you up and not make you depressed. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, that's it. I mean that—that's not even a good enough recommendation. Let's put that on Amazon. Yeah, it'll build you up. It won't make you feel depressed, mm-hmm. and it's not about the Holocaust. There you go. No, it's just really good. It really fits that bill up, and I think that's it. Is when you read something good, it just—it makes you feel better about the world. And I think that right now, given the way this summer has started, I think yes. we could all use to read something that makes us feel. Like the world is not an all bad place, you know, and I think it does that just as women, how we can encourage each other and build each other up. And I just think that is a lesson that never gets old. So thanks, Melanie Shankle. Well, you're so welcome, Sophie Hudson. I so appreciate that. it's, um, yeah, it's just, I just feel like the summer has been filled with all the sad it's news so, so sad. far. So sad. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh-huh. I, um, in a fit of, I don't know why the other night, you know, I decided I texted you and said I was going to make us a Facebook page for the podcast. Yeah, I don't really I even, know. I don't even know why. I was well, just like, we should have one. Sure. So there why is, not? there's a Facebook page for the, the podcast. It's facebook.com backslash the big boo cast, which is, you know, really original. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But so earlier today, I just said, does anybody have any questions? Would you be interested in answering any um yeah sure I'll answer some what yeah I mean we me. both can I'm not gonna just yeah like you just answer yeah like me answer yeah no I'm good I'm okay. I'm ready um okay I've got to pull them up I, t- I told Melanie beforehand I'm in a real awkward setup here because I okay I've got people in the other room so I moved into the bedroom but anyway nobody cares but it's gonna take me a second okay so here's the first this is the very first question Okay. Top three beauty products for women who are 40 or 41. Um, but the top, I think just in their 40s, top three beauty products. I feel uh, like this is really, I don't, you may need a, You may need some time and maybe like a, a, a brief hour I was gonna say, some prayer. I, yeah. I might need to stretch and hydrate That's right. before. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> well, I think I've talked a little bit. I really like the Dr. Gross products. I yes, have not tried a product in the Dr. Gross line that I do not think is exceptional. Mm-hmm. So I like the Dr. Gross Alpha Beta Pads. I like the Dr. Gross uh, Retinol Ferulic Acid Pads. I like the tanning towels. I like their, I, I think it's all good. I like all of their Dr. Gross products. Now they are not inexpensive but I feel like they are worth it. Okay. So those are, I mean, I feel like consistently that is what I have found myself buying over and over again. Yeah. I don't know that I use anything that is specific to, I mean, I really like the SkinCeutical stuff, which probably skews a little bit older. Yeah. You know, in terms of moisturizers and that kind of stuff. Like I'm Mm -hmm. very, very loyal to my little SkinCeuticals 
regimen mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. that moisturizer mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I still, that now that's still what I use as my moisturizer is the SkinCeuticals that overnight dry. Cause I don't think anything moisturizes like it does. I don't either. And I use that, yeah. like I use it in the morning and at night. I use it. Yeah, me too. I, 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 I have not found anything better. Mm-hmm. And then I love my SkinCeuticals. I've got their tinted sunscreen and I think it is the best in terms of if I've got to wear sunscreen every day, which you do, mm-hmm. I like it because it's got that tint to it. And so, um, especially on summer days, if I'm not going to put any more makeup on, I feel like that tint kind of evens out my complexion and it's like a 55 SPF sunscreen. So I feel like it kind of is a two for one where I can get away with putting that on and then I'll just curl my eyelashes and put on a little bit of mascara and I feel like I can walk out of the house like that. I have not tried that, but you know, mama has used that before. She, for, I can't remember somehow she got on the SkinCeuticals train too. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, and I feel like mama's skin is still so, so pretty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I, whenever she she has given her stamp of approval to something, I kind of take that with some. I don't know. Yeah, because I, I think sunscreen. Well, and sunscreen is crucial because I feel like for years I did not do the sunscreen on my face because I always thought I wanted a tan face, and now I'm paying for that. But it's just like the girl that I go to for facials every now and then, she said, it does not matter what you are doing to your face. If you're not wearing sunscreen every day, you're essentially undoing all the good that you do for your face with other products. Like you've got to have a sunscreen. So I feel like that's crucial. Girls of your twenties start now. Don't, don't decide to wait until you're 40 because by then the damage is done. It's a good word. It's a tough word. Mm -hmm. It is. It's a tough truth. It's a tough reality, but that's, we keep telling Carol on that because I'm like, right now she's got gorgeous skin and you know, she's real brown and it turns brown, but I'm like, it's not going to always do that. So like, you've got to start wearing sunscreen now. Um, okay. Here's the next question. I'm sorry. I didn't have to, I didn't have anything other than skin cuticles. I just don't think I use anything specific. I'm not good with a regimen like Melanie Mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. Pet peeves. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm going to, Well, I have a couple, you know, one of my pet peeves, I just talked about this on Jamie Ivey's podcast. So if anybody listened to that, this is my, I do not enjoy seeing men's feet in restaurants. Right, right. Really ever. And here's the thing, Perry wears, I mean, he'll wear a sandal in the summer. So, I mean, I'm not saying like there's something wrong with it. I'm just saying it's my personal pet peeve that in the summer, in the warmer months, I tend to not look down in a restaurant for fear of seeing some ugly man feet. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's one of my pet peeves. What about you? I have another one, but I'm gonna let you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna think you know, about. I, don't, I, how I, I think this is a life. generational thing, and I mentioned this one time on my blog, and somebody called me out in the comments and said I was being judgmental, and I'm really not being judgmental. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I don't, I don't care for this, and I'm sorry. I just did not. This is not. I did not grow up with this in my reality, but I don't care for a man in a tank top. No. Mm-mm. Nope. I don't want to see, cause you know what? They have armpit hair and I, I don't want to see, see that. that. I don't want no. to see that. I don't, I don't want to. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. I'm with you on that. Um, I'm going to tell you, and this goes deeper than a pet peeve. This, this goes into like a, I, I feel like my biggest pet peeve and I've, I've really had to stay off of Twitter by and large in the last week for it. I, my pet peeve if, and beyond a pet peeve is like, Everybody having to 
comment on every Mm -hmm. single thing that goes on and how quick everybody is to judge or jump to conclusions or to shame someone. I just, it, it like infuriates me to a level that I can't really even convey. Yes. I will go so far as to say that I know now when something Mm -hmm. bad happens, happens, if I'm going to look for Melanie, Twitter's not going to be the place to find her. Nope. Nope. Mm -mm. I cannot do it. uh I cannot do it. I just, because I just, here's my, here's my fundamental thing with that is I have never one time read somebody's post on Twitter or Facebook that has made me change my fundamental beliefs in a situation. I've never been like, you know what, that is an excellent thing that they just said in 140 characters. And that has completely changed my mind on this situation. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it can come across as too harsh and too judgy. And I'm like, that's a discussion to have with somebody over coffee where you can look in their eyes and see their humanity. And so I just, I don't know. I just feel like we're so, and I saw somebody put it and I'm, I'm just going to, this is a very serious moment in the podcast, but I really do feel strongly about this. Like, I feel like that horrific thing in Orlando with that poor little boy and the alligator and whatever, there were so many people like, where were the parents? And I'm like, how, when did we become so like judgmental of people that we don't even know and we can't even like, why do we feel like we can rush to that judgment instead of just loving them and grieving for them and being like, well, they've just experienced one of the most horrific things you could ever experience. And um, I, my heart goes out to them. Yeah, I know. It's and I thought too, it's so different than how we grew up. Like where did we mm-hmm. even learn how to do this? Because when yeah. I was growing up and hard stuff happened, I just, you just, you took people a pound cake. Yes. You know what yes. I mean? Like you yes. took a cake or you, I don't know, like I don't know. It makes me a little teary-eyed because I don't know when, if it's just given us an avenue to be really mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if that tendency mm-hmm. has always been there and we didn't have a platform for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. The, the way people get shamed just is the thing that, that the, the way that we shame each other and the way that, yeah. oh, it makes me, it makes my heart hurt. Yeah. Because what you're dealing with really, I mean, you're just, there's so much grief right now. And yeah, I don't know of any situation when somebody has grieved and said, you know what made me feel better? Shame. Yes. Yes. All these people judging me who didn't know me or know anything about me. And I guess it is because we have such a public forum and it used to not be like that. And maybe there were people who said those things or thought those things. But even I read like some article somebody had put up yesterday. It was a post somebody had written and they had talked about like when baby Jessica fell in the well, you know, like at that point it was like as a nation, everybody was watching and are they going to be able to rescue her? Are they going to be able to save her? And it didn't feel like everybody was sitting there going, well, where were her parents? You know, I don't know. It just, it felt like we had maybe more love and maybe we just didn't have, and maybe that goes into, that's a very vocal minority that feels the need to like do that and put shame on people. But it just drives me crazy. I just, I can't even, I can't even read those things or like go to those places because it makes me so angry that we're going to kick people when they're down. Yeah. I don't know. We we have become an, a, a little bit, or we have a tendency, I think, to be a nation of finger pointers. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. And you're exactly right, like with baby Jessica or or like when the challenger exploded. In times of national tragedy, I feel like um, when we were growing up, nobody, the, the finger pointing thing didn't happen. You know, I mean, I, I granted you had like three news channels to watch. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't know. But it's almost, it's almost like everybody wants to be the thing that goes viral. Or everybody yeah. wants to be the thing that go. I don't know what that is, but I can't. 
Mm-mm. I can't deal with it. I can't see. So it's beyond a pet peeve, but I can't deal with it. I'm like, why can't we just love and support each other and say that sounds horrible. And I can't imagine being in that person's shoes. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm so sorry. Yeah. How about I'm yeah. so sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's um, kind of heavy, but that just, I feel like because of everything that's gone on this week, there's just been so much. And I think that for me, I look and I, I told you this, like, I feel like my Twitter timeline is so representative of all kinds of different people. Like mm-hmm. I would feel like it's a pretty good representation of the United States as a whole. And it is divided right down the middle between what everybody thinks. And I'm like, and here's the fundamental thing. Nobody's changing their mind. I right. mean, everybody feels as strongly one way as they do the other way. And it just, it frustrates me. Yeah, I get that. You know, and I have a kind of a peacemaker personality. That's just sort of where I land. And I, I said, want everybody to, to like, to be friends and happy. Mm-hmm. That if, just from that perspective, it's it's super discouraging to me because it's like the the divide is so big. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I agree. It's disheartening. Okay, let's let's see if we can turn this frown upside okay. down yeah. a little bit. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to. I went from feet to that, but <laughs> I just, I, <laughs> but really, feet is the biggest thing. Um, no, I'm listen. I'm right there with you. Okay, I'm gonna scroll down. Um, let's see. Okay, this is a fun, this is a fun little question. It says, "What are your favorite summertime memories of growing up and teen years? Songs, fashion, what screams summer to you?" Mm, that's a good one. What about what what would yours be? Oh, I think listen. I think of snow cones. I think of mm-hmm. my friend Melissa Gordon um, about her Honda Accord with the hatchback. Mm-hmm. Us riding around, and then sometimes we we get to take her sister Valerie's car out, and Valerie had a two eighty Z. Oh, Oh, I mean, what else do you need? What else did you need? Um, I think about stuff like that. I think about going to church in the summertime. Mm -hmm. Um, I think about all my little summertime shorts outfits that I had. Yeah. You know, that matched. Yeah. Uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. we've got some aqua colored shorts and then an aqua and white striped top with maybe a lace collar. Yes, yes, with some kids. With some, with some kids, I was going, kids, yeah. Eventually, mm-hmm. tree torns, but at first, kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about those those roller sticks. You know what I'm the clear all roller sticks. Oh yeah, the sticks mm-hmm. that heated mm-hmm. up and then you twist. Yeah, it and on. then you bend them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, those created some fine curls. Lots of swimming. Lots of yeah. like. I don't know. I think just what screams summer to me. I think probably more than anything is the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, or a pool, a pool scream summer to me for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think like to me, I think, I think about like my grandparents lake house cause we used to spend so much time there in the summer. Um, just like laying out all day with baby oil, you know, back mm-hmm. as you did mm-hmm. back then. Um, within you'd have your jam box. I would jam know, box yes, uh-huh, with a good, with a good mixtape sure. in it. Um, maybe with a, a mix of, um, you know, Lisa, Lisa and the cult jam. And it would have said on the, like on the, on the label, you would have put summer mixtape. Oh yeah, for sure. Summer mixtape 86, 86, you know, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Sweet summer mixtape 86. And it would have like some LL Cool J, like going mm-hmm. back to Cali, um, that kind of thing. And then, um, Bananarama, Cruel Summer. Bananarama. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, I can think about that, like, 
I think about the pool. Like when I think about being younger, I think about like when I lived in Houston in a subdivision called West Door, like the, the Nains Clubhouse, which was an old West Door, was the best pool because it had a slide. Mm. And then we would, when we got old enough, we could ride our bikes up to the stop and go that was right there. And we could load up on candy and we'd get a lot of candy cigarettes, as you do. Yeah, as you do. We did and then, yeah. And then we would, we would smoke our candy cigarettes, have them hanging out of our mouth as we like rode our bikes back to the Nains Clubhouse, you know, in yeah. our swimsuit with a towel around our neck. That's the thing. Barefoot in our swimsuits with a towel around her neck. Yes, right now. Well, you know, I was, I was at supper last week with Paige and my sister, mm-hmm. my cousin Paige. And Paige and I were talking about how we used to walk from her house down to, it was called the Jitney Jr., but it was like a convenience store kind of thing. And we would get popsicles or ices or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we would do the same thing. I mean, we walked everywhere barefoot, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, didn't think anything of it. And I mean, I remember the like the pavement would just burn your feet, but yes. you didn't care. They you know, sort you of just, hopped. Yeah, yeah, you just go. And I mean, and I think about there wasn't anywhere I wouldn't go like in my swimsuit. In my, and it was always like, because I was always on swim team. So I loved wearing my swim team swimsuit everywhere, you know. So it was a one-piece Speedo yeah. type mm-hmm. swimsuit. Mm-hmm. And I just thought I was super cool, you know, and I have my towel around my neck and uh, cruise the neighborhood on my bike. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I can think about that. Yeah. And then summer, like in high school, I think about like, to me, it was always, I think about like church youth group because we'd go to like church camp and then we would like go to Mazio's Pizza on Sunday nights. And then we could always go to the dollar movie afterwards. And we'd always go see like Pretty in Pink. There was always some John Hughes movie that we'd all go see and then go wrap somebody's house or, you know, like, I don't know, just, just cruise around. One of the guys in the youth group had a LeBaron convertible, a Chrysler oh. LeBaron convertible. And so we love to go ride around in that Chrysler LeBaron convertible. Now you said wrap somebody's house. We would have said roll somebody's house. Okay, well, we ra- I always said wrapped. Okay, but that was the, the toilet paper, I'm assuming. Yeah, the toilet paper, yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. And then I heard people say that you'd toilet paper somebody's house, but we'd always say you go wrap houses. Okay, we said, we said, we said roll. You, go listen, roll. You wrapped, oh. I rolled. You wrap, wrap and roll, wrap and roll. Well, now you can't do any of it because you might get shot in somebody's front yard. But back then, that was like a real thing. That's the big thing, I think, when I think about, like, Honestly, just we just had free reign. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We really did. We just had free reign. When I was when I was driving Alex out to Pages last week, when we were in my hometown, we were going down the highway. I used to ride my bike down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. <laughs> in a swimsuit with a towel around your sure. neck. Sure. And I said, uh-huh. um, no helmet. And yeah. I said, you know, this is where I used to have to cross over. And I mean, he, he just—it's like he couldn't make sense of it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's, I know, it's crazy. Well, and I think about that, like those days, like talking about, like when I was in fifth, you know, fourth and fifth grade, and we'd ride our bikes to the pool in the morning, we'd spend all day there, we'd ride up to the stop and go, we'd end up at somebody's house. And like, there was no cell phone, there was no like checking in with me. It was just like, I guess my mom just assumed I was good until, you know, if I didn't show back up at 830 that night, you know, I don't, it was just all you'd be gone all day long. Uh, It was a different time. It was a different time. It was a different time. And now I feel like there's times when Caroline's like, can I go walk around the block? And I'm like, yeah, take your cell phone. Call and check in. Let me know that you're okay. So. Okay. I, here's a question. Okay. Um, that says, I spoke to a teen mops group at church last night. And as I was getting ready, I thought it would be interesting to know what you and Melanie have learned about getting ready to speak. Tips mm. and tricks, no jingly bracelets or flowy sleeves, don't drink soda, 
right before you start, et cetera. Do you feel like you've learned, do you have any tips and tricks? I don't know that I have a lot of tips and tricks. I have learned, like, I have to now, like, if I come speak somewhere, um, like, part of it is, is I need, I need to have a, at least about 10 minutes beforehand to myself. Like, I need mm-hmm. to be in a room by myself. I don't do well. And I mean, sometimes that can't happen. But like, the speaking events I do not like, or when I have to, like, sit and, like, talk at, like, a table up until the moment I go walk on stage. Like, I just, it leaves me feeling a little more flustered. Um, so I like to have time. I, I have, agree with I, that. Yeah. And it's good to have a little bit of time. And so, and it's awkward because you don't want to feel like, um, I'm going to need a green room where I can <laughs> oh. have some, if I could have some room temp Perrier water with a <laughs> squeeze of lime. Um, but it's just, it's just good to have that moment of quiet to kind of process and think over what I'm going to say right before I get up. And if I've been talking and then get up, I feel it's harder. That was Piper shaking. Yes. I heard. Um, and then I, earrings to me are the biggest thing, which is that was when I discovered those, I like those nickel and suede leather earrings because you can get in a real jangly earring situation. And I have gotten a real jangly earring mm-hmm. situation. I've discovered, honestly, that I don't like what I call the Janet Jackson microphones. Okay. I've discovered okay. that I, I, I prefer to hold a microphone. And I think it's really. Yeah, because I talk with my hands so much, mm-hmm. and I know that can be distracting for people. Like you mm-hmm. know, especially if I've got on one of the I don't. What do you call those things that where they come across your face? Yeah, like a Britney Spears mic. Yeah, that's <laughs> not what you call them. Yeah, Janet Jackson, like, Britney Spears. But that uh-huh. is, so then I've got both hands free. Well, that's just a lot of movement for me and my hands. I feel like you okay. control your hands real well when you speak. I don't. So if I can hold on to something, I feel like that mm-hmm. limits my, my hand motions a little bit. Okay. And so I've just gotten to where I really prefer to hold a microphone. Okay. See, I hate holding a microphone. I can't, because then I feel like I still, I'm not good. Then I still talk with my hands. The difference is, is that then I'm waving that microphone mm-hmm. around too. So like my, and I can't ever regulate it to where I'm holding it the same so I feel like I can get loud and then I can get soft and then I get loud so I always prefer the over the ear Brittany mm-hmm. microphone mm-hmm. If, well it makes it easier when you dance too yeah well for sure when I lead in with sure. well and I feel like especially if I'm doing like a church talk where I'm like speaking out of my bible and I have to flip I like to have my hands free to be able to do all that that's the only tricky thing about holding a microphone is when you need to flip I try to mark my pages but I I don't know I have I have learned um well, a lot of water is good beforehand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I always chew minty gum right beforehand. Yeah, or yeah, a mint or gum is good right mm-hmm. beforehand. I agree because mm-hmm. your mouth gets dry. Yeah, um, and then I like to have something to. I like to have water as soon as I. I. I it's rare that I will remember to stop and drink water while I'm speaking because I think I get so nervous that I don't think about it. But I like to have water immediately after and some gum, especially if I'm going to be talking to people because I feel like my mouth is so dry when I'm finished. Yeah, there's no water any better than after you finish speaking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can't. And like if you if there's like a banquet situation, I absolutely cannot eat before I, will, I get up I will speak. move my food with skill though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I cannot, I cannot put something in my stomach and then get up and eat. Or speak. Or, or Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I was trying to say. For the portion of the evening where you stand in front of the group. Yeah, and and eat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm saying with that, I have to have quiet time. At first, I felt weird asking, like, if I could have some time. 
Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it makes a huge difference. And I'm like, I'll sit in a bathroom. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll sit yeah, in my didn't... car. Like, I don't, that's fine. But mm-hmm. I just, I need a little bit of quiet. Yeah, I'm same. I just need just a little bit of time and then I'm, I'm better. So, um, but I've, and I've got a little, uh, I've, I've had enough incidences that have happened that now I've got a little system. I've got a little, my speaking case that I bring with me and it has things like Advil, a safety pin, some tampons, mm-hmm. some, you know, like just different stuff. Cause I've had different situations come up that I'm like, I need to be prepared for whatever may happen, whatever may come my way. Okay. Is it just like a little zippy, a little zipper? Yeah. Pouch? Like a, yeah. yeah. Like a little makeup bag. So like some lip gloss, some mints, just a little that I make sure I throw in my purse. So I've got it no matter what. And that way I don't have to remember to bring all that stuff separately. That is a genius tip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was Gully. Gully figured that out for me. Okay. So, um, yeah, and so that way I've just always got all that stuff, and I just throw it in when I go to speak, and that way I don't have to remember. Like a Sharpie, it's got Sharpies in there in case I'm doing book signings, so it's like I've just got this little thing. It's like my little travel speaking I'm pouch. doing that as soon as I get home. Yeah, it's a it's a genius. I mean, it's, it's saved me many a times, because that way if I get there and, like, if I'm signing books, but people don't, you know, because some, some places they have pens for you and some places they don't, and that way you've just got everything you need, and so you don't have to ask for anything. Okay, got, can we do one more question? Yeah, sure. Okay, this is this is just a, just jumped out at me. Um, okay, it says in your book, Sophie, you mentioned some distinctively Mississippi names, particularly of the double name variety. Mm-hmm. What are some of your favorite Mississippi names? And then mm. it says, being from Tennessee, I do love a good double name. Also, how do you pronounce Chalk? My aunt. Okay, oh, okay. So I'll do that part first. So her name is Choxy, C-H-O-X-I-E. So you say Choxy. And mm-hmm. probably if you were saying the shortened version correct, correctly, you would say Chox. Okay, yeah. But no, nobody does. Everybody okay. just says Chalk. Chalk. Yeah. Okay, okay. So I there, like that. I've always liked that. Okay. Um, as far as Mississippi, name go, Mississippi names go, I do love a double name. Um, I don't know, though. I like the old... Like the names that sound like your grandmother kind of names, you know, okay. like Mar- or, or like Martha has a friend named Yuba Jane. Like I think that's oh, good night. Mm-hmm. Yuba yeah, Jane. yeah, yeah. You're not playing with Yuba Jane. <laughs> I know. I love that. Um, I love names. I love Mamie. I love. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I like yeah. those kinds of names. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I have. I don't know that I necessarily have any big time favorites. I'm sure if I if I thought long enough about it, I could, there would be some good family stories about people mm-hmm. who've used different variations along the generations, but. I know. See, and I did not grow up with, I, I, in Texas, the double name is not a thing as much as it was in the South. Like, I think the first time I ever really, I went to, after we moved to Beaumont, I went to school with a girl and her name was Mary Margaret. And I thought that was the most exotic thing I'd ever heard <laughs> that she was Mary Margaret, you know, that she was, that it was like one name. And now I feel like I hear a lot of them, but it's funny because we have a family here that moved here from Alabama and their kids all have double names. Mm-hmm. And so, and there's more double names now. Like I feel like once I once as I got older and maybe it's kind of is more the old fashioned name started to come back in. But I feel like when we did high school ministry, we had a lot of like Mary Emma's and you know, there was, there was there was more of that, but I don't remember growing up a lot of it. Well, you know, one time when I was teaching, I had four double names that started with Mary in one class. 
Wow. I, I had Mary Allison, Mary Thomas, and two Mary Margarets. Okay. It was one mm-hmm. of my favorite years ever. I mean, like, you just, I mean, that's tough to beat. You know, I felt like that was really yeah. probably my crowning achievement in terms of teaching the double name. Mm-hmm. Was the mm-hmm. four double name Marys. Um, yeah. So that was a good time. One of the Mary Margarets we called May, just, you know, because you kind of had to keep them straight. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I do think that it, it is such a Southern thing. And I know some families where everybody's got one. Everybody's got a double name. Oh, do you need to get that? Oh, no, I don't. I'll call back. Okay. Um, but, you know, I'll, because I lived with Emma Kate. Yeah. She was always like, don't, don't double name your kids. Don't double name your kids because oh, they're okay. going to, you're going to call them Emma Kate and then they're going to walk into class and somebody's going to say Emma and they're going to have to explain. Mm. So. Okay. I always okay. remembered that. Yeah. So you didn't double name your kids. No, if I'd have had a girl though, I'm going to tell you, I'd have been real tempted. Yeah. 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 I think it's real cute. I like double names. I really do. I like them. I think they're cute. I just didn't have one that I felt strongly enough about to use. Oh yeah. I think I love them. I mean, I think they're Mm -hmm. so, I think they're, they're darling. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they're cute. I think they're real cute. So, um, yeah, but I, but I do tend to like, I, we were going to go, we went very, I mean, obviously Caroline, but uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, we went pretty traditional in our names. Yeah, I, I, I kind of lost, by the time I was pregnant, I sort of lost the, the I don't know, I, just, I didn't care if the name was plain anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you start to realize, too, like sometimes there's just something, too, because even Caroline, which I feel like is very traditional and very old-fashioned, I'm shocked by the number of people that will try to call her Carolyn or write it as Carolyn. Yes, And I'm I like, know. no, it's Caroline. Like, I feel like that's a pretty basic name to me. Yeah, I feel like, so. yeah, I'm saying, I feel like it's, a, mm-hmm. you know, the thing that we ran into with Alex is that everybody, like my mama's generation, they would say Alec. Have I ever told you this? Oh, no. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Interesting. And so there was, and I had a relative whose middle, who went by a double name. The second name was Alex and they could, they all pronounced it Alec. And so even still, like sometimes even Martha will say Alec. Oh, like, That's how they pronounce Alex. Which, okay. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, very interesting. That is something. Well, okay, okay, I think it looks like I gotta go figure out something about my car. So I'm gonna that's gonna what I'm gonna do for the last half of my day. Okay. Well we hope y'all have a good day. I know y'all have a good day and hopefully we'll be back in like another week to do another one of these. Yes, because we're yeah. we're gonna try to be very professional. Yeah, we are. We're gonna try to get on a roll, especially now that we have a Facebook page. I mean you can't help but be professional if you have a Facebook page. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. All right. Bye, everybody. All right. Bye, everybody.